Deepti Nair brings to you a show called Things That Matter in which you can listen and learn what fuels people to do the things they do and much more. Things That Matter. He is brooding, intelligent, handsome and rich and all of 200 years old. But even today, women still go weak in the knees whenever they think of Mr. Darcy. It will be safe to say that all of us, and we mean all of us women, would have read Pride and Prejudice sometime in our lives. Such has been the universal appeal of Jane Austen's seminal work that it has spawned numerous adaptations, including a 2012 sequel by the queen of British crime fiction, P.D. James, a Bollywood version and a zombie mashup. In 2013, Pride and Prejudice completes 200 years of publication. At the core of this Victorian drama is the love story of the independent-minded Elizabeth Bennet and the brooding rich Mr. Darcy. Just what is it about Darcy's formula that still connects so pertinently with the female psyche? Says freelance writer Rashmi Vasudeva. The appeal is not just for the modern women, for all women. I know this is a generalization, but then still, because he's not a perfect man. That's what I've always felt. He has many flaws, and there is something about imperfection that women like—a combination of somebody who will protect you and also somebody who will uh, arouse your maternal instincts. Adds Vanita Pujari, who works in a software company. I think Darcy is the quintessential man. For me, what appeals to me is that entire uh, Samra point. I said, like the good-looking, rich, successful—you know—that appeals. And here's author Shiny Anthony's interesting take. Uh, for most women, there's a soulmate. You know, they they believe in this idea of a soulmate out there. And Mr. Darcy, he is rich. Very sure of his superiority, but ultimately, the best thing about him is that he's able to accept he is wrong. He tells Elizabeth, "By you, I was properly humbled." So you get the feeling that if you marry Darcy, you marry up because here's a guy who can say sorry after a fight. Even even when you take this apology factor, is that he is very proper, which is why most women, including Elizabeth, think of him as Mr. Darcy, but no one knows his first name. Because he's not the kind of guy you want to disrespect by, you know, addressing or thinking of in the first name. In a poll conducted by the Orange Prize for Fiction in 2003, women across the generations voted Mr. Darcy as the man they would most like to go on a date with. Kira Knightley, who played Elizabeth Bennet in the 2005 film version of Pride and Prejudice, said, "I think every girl is looking for her Mr. Darcy." I'd go for someone who's a little bit brooding and somebody you can have a good conversation with, a good fight with, someone who'll always keep you guessing and make you laugh. However, the love affair of Elizabeth and Darcy seems to be doomed from the start. I believe in first impressions, she says, and his good opinion, once lost, is lost forever. When they first meet, Darcy refuses to dance with Elizabeth. She is tolerable, I suppose. But she's not handsome enough to tempt me. He's a proud man, sure of his high stature, and aware of Elizabeth's low connections. But despite himself, he is attracted to her. My mind is more agreeably engaged. I've been meditating on the very great pleasure which a pair of fine eyes and the face of a pretty woman can bestow. And may one dare ask, whose the eyes that inspired these reflections? Miss Elizabeth Bennet. Mr. Bennet. 
When he can't deny his feelings any longer and asks her to marry him, he feels compelled to admit it's against his better instincts. In vain I have struggled. It will not do. My feelings will not be repressed. You must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you. In declaring myself thus, I am fully aware that I will be going expressly against the wishes of my family, my friends, and I hardly need add my own better judgment. But it cannot be helped. Almost from the earliest moments of our acquaintance, I have come to feel for you a passionate admiration and regard, which despite all my struggles has overcome every rational objection, and I beg you most fervently to relieve my suffering and consent to be my wife. Elizabeth, of course, rejects him angrily, but such is his love for her that when he meets her again later, he's most gracious with her aunt and uncle, and we can see his love for her in his eyes. He even goes on to protect her family's reputation at a great cost to himself without wanting her to know anything about this. The die-hard Darcy fan Rashmi says, if you see the story from the beginning, he's somebody who always comes across as somebody who has so much disdain for class and he's so smug, he's so rude, he's so insolent. But then right from the beginning, you see that vulnerability and the sensitivity along with this. So you know that this is a facade. I think pride and prejudice works because somewhere you know that there is this facade. He's hiding something, but inside he's such a kind person. And when she realizes later when he's doing all those things for her sister and... That is when you get more uh, shades of Darcy. But initially, when he's, even when he's smug and insolent, there is something vulnerable about him. Darcy's attributes still provide a template for the idol suitor. A template which has been replicated by authors and filmmakers ever since. The unapproachable, difficult male figure who, although unpleasant at first, turns out to be kind, gallant and selfless. And we fall for it every time. Rachna Bishravat, another freelance writer, draws a parallel with Christian Grey from the latest bestseller, Fifty Shades of Grey. I see him as the kind of man who women have always been attracted to. Right from then to now, last year when Shades of Grey came out, it's become such a big hit with women and the, if you see the character, the, the male lead, he is exactly the same as Darcy in so many ways. But Rashmi begs to rescue Darcy from such comparisons. Darcy is somebody who goes beyond this bad boy appeal because he's on a different level in the sense once you find out that he's a complicated guy but he's a guy with a heart of gold but I don't see that with Mr. Grey. He's the first man in my harem but he has this competition from Rochester. Even Heathcliff but he's too moody. I mean he, he almost goes into depression and that kind of thing but so it's Darcy and Rochester who are you know, the first men in my harem. In the end, it is the love that Darcy has for Elizabeth which is the most potent of all the attributes that women find attractive in him. He's most impressed by her sparkling wit and intelligence and encourages it. Elizabeth too confesses earlier on that she could never love a man who's out of his wits and that nothing but deep love would induce her into matrimony. Despite the gap in centuries between us, we can identify with Elizabeth and her sentiments. Surely, if she loves Mr. Darcy, we love him too. You are listening to Things That Matter.